0: Hello, hola, yabotsayo. It's Black History Month, everyone. I know February is the shortest month and Valentine's Day is more celebrated in schools rather than Black History. But as Black people, we're going to make the most of it. This month, I am going by the alphabet and choosing an icon every day and posting them on my social media. Regardless, Black History is celebrated every day, because without it, many things we have right now wouldn't exist. So, with that being said, Happy Black History Month in every day that follows, 24-7, 365 days of melanin. <laughs> Mental health is a person's condition with regards to their psychological and emotional well being. Mental illness, also called mental health disorders, refers to a wide range of mental health conditions, disorders that affect your mood, thinking, and behavior. Examples of mental illness include depression, anxiety disorders, Schizophrenia, eating disorders, and additive behaviors. Here with me to talk more about the whereabouts of mental health is Ms. Nye Levine and Ms. Jada Sims. Welcome, guys! Hi! All right, so first question, can you please tell me about your experience with mental health?
1: Oh, well, for me personally, I used to work retail, so, you know, dealing with customers, mental issues and problems, you know, that went on every day. But, you know, besides that joke, That's supposed to be a joke, by the way. But for me, um, I dealt with a lot of mental issues growing up. And I'm pretty sure we all face it in our daily lives, um, just going through anxiety and um, depression, always thinking we're not good enough, you know, for this, for that even having stage fright to do something in front of your peers that can't really get to you that can really affect you know your daily life i think when people think about mental issues they think crazy automatically but for me it's not always like that like celebrities they could be going through mental issues all the time and we don't need to know. They're not crazy, you know, they're not even a psycho or anything. But automatically, when people think about that, they just think psycho, this and that. But that's completely the opposite for me. I can totally agree and relate to that. Like over time, like when you're when you're younger, you don't think about stuff like this. You're, you're always picturing being a happy kid, you know, playing with your friends and all that type of stuff but once you get older and get a touch of reality that's when things tend to change like when I went to college it was a whole different ball game for me because that was my taste of freedom out there being in the real world and once I really got there and saw how things were I, I was enjoying it for the time being but then coming back home and seeing that I'm back to just my regular everyday life it kind of it kind of wore me out, like certain things kind of wear you out over time. And you just always think, oh, how am I going to get out of here? Or I'm tending to feel stuck, you know, and it just kind of makes you feel down all the time. So it, that's where a lot of stress plays a big role in too. If like the black community itself, that's the main trigger, stress and depression, you know, but for the black community, they tend to ignore and say, oh, well, we don't get depressed or we don't have anxiety. They tend to ignore those types of issues, but it shouldn't be ignored all the time. And that's what people need to learn to kind of talk about what bothers you on the regular, you know, instead of having so much pride saying, hey, nothing's wrong with me, but behind closed doors, you know, you're crying and you're you're shouting because you don't know what to do. And that's what kind of, you know, triggers a lot of black people in general. Um, I definitely agree. and to add on to that, like a few times, you know, you'll hear, well, I bought you this, I bought you that, uh-huh. you know, you have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, cool to eat. But in our uh-huh. reality, you know, that doesn't solve every issue. Like, you can keep buying me this and that, but there's something, you know, something deeply wrong with me. Like, I just need a shoulder to cry on, case somebody to talk to, exactly. all the materialistic things not gonna help solve what's going on you know yeah and when people like buy you stuff that's just to distract you from what's really bothering you you know yeah but this that's not gonna ever you know that's gonna affect a lot of things in general it's hard for like a lot of black people to go find someone to talk to when they have problems they're not used to that that's something that's not normalized and I told my parents that you know growing up I never talked to them like that. When I had any problems, like, I would tell, like, my aunts or something, but I will never go to my actual parents and tell them what's bothering me because that's something that wasn't normalized in our household. And they kind of felt some type of way about that. I was like, well, it's the truth. I can't lie about it, you know. Like, y'all did give me the world, as they would say, but, you know, there's things that bothered me that I just don't know how to come to to talk to you about. Yeah. So that, that made them feel some type of way, and I was like, I'm sorry. they you know, everybody has their own problems and black families, they do have a lot of generational curses and secrets that nobody knows about until you get that one myth, that family myth that tells all the secrets and that's when everybody just starts out at each other if y'all ever noticed how you have one side of the family that doesn't talk to each other at all because of something that happened years ago and something you know, it's just things like that, that's what really affects black general like just about different secrets being held nobody wants to talk about why it bothered them or you know what can
0: they do to you know let it go it's not really a question but more of like observation so webmd states that while poverty homelessness drug abuse etc are often signs of mental illness across ethnicities racism is an added part of poor mental health in African-Americans. So what do you guys think about that?
1: Um, I think with that, what you just stated, it also comes from lack of education and just lack of resources. Um, for example, Like, with the LGBT community and with them being homeless and them giving so much, they don't know where to go to for resources. You know, all they know is to go to each other. And the person that they're going to, they may not know how to deal with mental illness and mental stress. And, you know, because they're by themselves, too. And another factor would be, you know, certain types of families, not giving you the love and support that you need, because that could also play a role, um, a lot of them, they get kicked out of the house at a young age because they came out, and they're stressed, they don't know what to do, and then this problem leads to another problem, and it gets overwhelming, um, with the homeless population, that's also growing. And I also see, like, veterans. They're like, yeah, I suffer from PTSD. Uh-huh. And you would think there would be programs to help them with this, but you don't see a lot of them going or programs reaching out. Because I see more homeless veterans than anything now. Yeah. So it's like they keep saying or keep advertising, yeah, we have this program to help veterans, but are y'all really reaching out? So, like, do they know when or how to come to y'all in order to get help? So, definitely lack of knowledge, resources, and education, in my opinion. If somebody goes see a psychiatrist, it all depends if that person is actually helping them or if that person is able to allow the psychiatrist to help, you know, they're willing to put all their emotions out. But nowadays, you know, it is kind of hard to see a psychiatrist because, you know, money, everybody Mm -hmm. wants money. And all these free programs, it's kind of hard to get in touch with somebody because, you know, dealing with COVID now, and it's just so many people that are trying to get this free help. Know people who actually need it, they're not, you know, they're not in the front of the line to get it because you have so many people who think they have something going on with them when it's like something minor. So, you know, it's like you don't know who needs help that bad, like who really needs it. That's so true. When you see like a lot of homeless people out here, especially the vets, over time. In general, it's known to be where military people turn to alcohol in their they're starting their career just for the fun of it. But as time goes, like as years go by, you see some that casually do it every day just to numb the pain that they're going through and just you know keep their mind off of what's bothering them. And over time, you know you're gonna see homeless vets, but. It shouldn't be to where they have to depend on alcohol or drugs to get them through what's bothering them, you know. And it is hard to find a therapist or psychiatrist to go talk to because of funds. And it's also uh, another thing. I started going to therapy about last year due to um, an incident that happened. And I went to a military therapist. I couldn't have. I couldn't get a bond with him because it's like I thought he was judging me for the problems that I was talking to him about. So I stopped going. It was a free program and stuff like that. But I stopped going. And before the new year came in, I saw an advertisement for this therapy session called BetterHelp. It's a website called BetterHelp.com, and I went on there and I tried. It's it's a weekly therapy session for like sixty-five dollars a week, and I. Better therapist and since then it's been helping me a lot. Like, yes, a little pricey, but it helped me so much to try kind to of make me understand or help me understand why I'm going through things I'm going through and how I can learn to be a better person and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not something that's easy to do, but I recommend people try to do something to get help in general. It's not going to hurt to try to turn to somebody help. But at the same time, it's hard to find somebody that can help you without judging you for the issues that you have and why you're going through what you're going through. That's another thing,
0: too. Not everyone can pay for help. Right. Especially, like, homeless people, of course, because they're, like, they don't have TVs or anything, so they can't see the advertisements that's actually on TV so like they don't really know who to go to when it comes down to the depression and all they can do and all they can turn to is drugs and alcohol so is there anything else you would like to talk about specifically about mental health or just health in general
1: um i guess just check on your people, you know, even if it's not every day, you know, every once in a while, just send a hey, smell emoji, you know, think about you. Hope everything is going well, you know. If, if this all Yeah. <laughs> like, just let them know, like, hey, I'm always here for you to talk to or anything. Like, if you got friends, you better make sure these friends ain't judgmental because. Right. Being around somebody who's always judgmental is going to make you and it's also going to like alter your mindset on who to talk to, and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So just be kind to one another and parents need to be more supportive, especially when it comes to the, their kids. Like with oh, secrets, they need to be really supportive because I would not allow my child to go through the unnecessary stress but i could just help them love them because that's my job as a parent mm-hmm. you want them to feel safe and secure when they yeah. want to come talk to you not be afraid you're like oh man i'm gonna be in trouble if i talk about this this or this no that shouldn't that shouldn't help that's not how it should be yeah now granted you know i may beat you from time to time because you did something but <laughs> i'm gonna always love you and support you regardless uh you know if you came out as a homosexual then hey just understand the world is going to hate you but i'm going to love you regardless so. i had that security i just yeah. for people in general i think that people should go with the, like go talk to someone just just talk you know sit down and have a venting session with someone even if they don't you know agree with you whatever just sit and just vent you know just have someone have a listening ear for you you know you can always talk to God too you know Mm -hmm. talk to God it's not going to hurt it's not going to hurt to pray it's not going to hurt to say Lord I need you like it's not going to hurt it's not and to add on to that um I recently just started doing better at that because before, you know, I don't want to call it Christians out, but it's like some individuals, they take it to the extreme. So it's like you can't really talk to them or say, yeah, I need to pray about this and that because they're automatically going to judge you. So I would think, you know, I done did this, I'm thinking about this, Then, you know. That's a hypocritical if, question.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, what if I get
1: judged, you know, what if he thinks, you know, I'm not worthy to be forgiven or, you know, I'm second so chance. I've gotten so much better at it. Just, you know, focusing on myself and learning more about who he is. So that has definitely been helping me. That's good.
0: And and everyone needs to make sure that they are at a church where they feel comfortable and not to be forced into a building that they don't feel like is helpful to them. Because not every church, not every church is for you. So just gotta find yeah, the right one.
1: That's how I feel at right right now. Cause I don't really. Have a church that I go to, because I'm not a church. I'm not a heavy church goer. Like the last time I went was probably last year, and since then I haven't went. Like, I just don't. I don't know where to really go to to feel comfortable and really find that crowd that I can just mix in with. Cause I I go to church. I don't really know a lot about the Bible. Like I'm trying to teach myself, but it's a lot to learn, and it yeah. takes years and years to really know every story in the bible and you know how it relates to the real, like how it relates to you and what you're doing in the real world and how you're trying to avoid doing this because it's a sin or whatever so I'm, I'm still in that boat of finding that religion i'm gonna stick with but i do believe there's a god and a jesus you know heaven and hell i believe in all that stuff you know but i just don't want to be where i'm lost About the spiritual journey and stuff like that. I don't want to just claim religion just because my family did. Like I want to claim my own religion because that's what I'm comfortable with and that's what I know. know? Agree, agree, agree. Amen. Throw a little amen in there, real quick. It was speaking about Black history facts. And if some of y'all don't know what the Civil Rights Movement is, it's a movement that Black Americans are trying to gain equal rights and end racial discrimination. So this movement was going on from the 1940s to 1960s. So fact that I picked out History.com, on July 26, 1948, President Harry Truman issued an executive order to where it'll end segregation and the armed services. And that's something I didn't know. So, you know, Blacks weren't able to join military. On August 28, 1955, a 14-year-old named Emmett Till was murdered in Mississippi for allegedly flirting with a white woman. Some of these sources put out pictures as to what happened to Emmett Till. He was brutally beaten and it was just really sad to see something like that. And in that case, that wasn't true, you know, but since he was a little black boy and during that time frame, you know, he was a criminal. So he didn't really do it, but it was just kind of sad to see something like that happen to a little kid like that. Um, as of course, everyone knows about Rosa Parks and when she didn't give up her seat on the bus that happened December 1st, 1955 in Montgomery, Alabama. There were a number of sixty black pastors and civil rights leaders from several southern states, in the time frame of January tenth through eleventh in nineteen fifty seven, that walked with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to meet in Atlanta, Georgia, to coordinate nonviolent protests against racial discrimination and segregation. If a lot of y'all don't know, this was a lot of this was a very violent and brutal time because police officers and firefighters were turning hoses and. Police dogs on a lot of black people that were just trying to march peacefully and not have these kind of protests. But as black people know, Alphabet, you know, in a way people will say he condoned violence, but I don't really think so in my case. He just wanted to have things settled religiously. Governor George Wallace, this is one I didn't know. June 11th, 1963, Governor George C. Wallace stands in a doorway at the University of Alabama to block. Two black students were registered. That is very wrong. The standoff continued until President John F. Kennedy sent the National Guard to the campus. This is something I didn't even know of. This is my first time reading about this. But that's just so ignorant how you don't want to let black students enroll in a school. You know, like we're just trying to continue and get our education. and just make the best for ourselves. You know, it's not fair that there is still a lot of white criers like that. You know. August 28th, 1963, where approximately 250,000 people take part in the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, Martin Luther King Jr. gives his I Have a Dream speech. Fun. look at the acronym and it says I had, so that's very, that's very crazy, very ironic. His speech was basically about all people of color, race, sexual orientation, they should have the rights for any and everything. They should have that privilege as well as the next person, you know? It shouldn't be to where we're always being discriminated because of our our race or the color of our skin. You know, he was trying to put it into that and have everyone join in together as one. We don't look at each other any different because we're this color or we're this race or whatever. Had a very important thing in history that a lot of people know of. February 21st, 1965, Malcolm X was assassinated during a rally by members of the Nation of Islam. And we have another event March 7, 1965, which is called Bloody Sunday. This was in the Selma to Montgomery march. Around 600 civil rights marchers walked the Selma Alabama, to Montgomery, which is the state's capital, in protest of Black voter suppression. If a lot of people don't know, Blacks had a hard time trying to get the rights to vote. And it took years upon years to get that privilege and it finally happened, but it's just the fact that it took for violence to get to this point. And of course, that same year, in August, President Lyndon D. Johnson signed a Voting Rights Act of 65 to prevent the use of literacy tests as a voting requirement. So people had to learn how to read and write in order to vote. But he put an end to that so you can just go ahead and vote whether or not you can read or write. April 4th, 1968, Robert King Jr. was assassinated on the balcony of his hotel room in Memphis, Tennessee. James Earl Ray was convicted to be the murderer in 1969. There's more events and stuff that happened, but I just wanted to pick out those things because it kind of stood out to me and just kind of give people a reminder of what happened, what was trying to be done to stop it all. There's still a lot of issues out there for people of color it's not easy getting a privilege as a next person this is the whole purpose of the black history Month, so people can find out these different things about these different black people that invented things or you know gave speeches on human rights just little reminders of what blacks had to go through just to be recognized and not just be known for violence like to close out this week's episode by honoring those who fought for our civil rights. Here's Lift Every Voice, covered by Chloe and Haley.
2: Lift every voice
0: For listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Feel free to email me tiatrudat at gmail.com. That's Trudat at gmail.com. You can also leave me a voice message as well. The link is in the description. Remember to be the best you can be because only you can be the best you can be. Bye. Adios. am
1: I guess exercise does help too. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big one right there. Exercise has truly been helping me through COVID because I cannot stand to be in the house twenty four seven. It's that quarantine, quarantine.